Welcome everyone, you are listening to the I Am A Sparching Podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show, it will probably suck. I am Scott Defane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR podcast. On tonight's episode, I talked to my buddy Tyler McCready about the Hawaii Trifecta race. If you're thinking about doing this race, you want to listen to this episode. What's up, everybody? I got my buddy uh, Tyler McCready on the phone here. Uh, Tyler, why don't you say hey? Hello. How are you, Scott? I'm doing good, man. So, Tyler give us a little bit of background on you like what you do and how you got into OCR uh I do uh like construction remodeling for a living um self-employed do a little bit of woodworking here and there on the side but um just about every weekend almost me and Alex are heading to the races um last year I did about like 42 races and I think this year is going to be about 35 yeah, and so, I, I think I counted. I counted your races, and you were close to eighty Spartan races alone. Eighty, yeah. I was thinking I was up towards that number. I was trying to break. I want to break into the one hundreds. Um, be one of the first people to uh, hit a hundred. I know Kevin Donahue already has, and a few others. But like, we're talking like just one hundred, like elite starts. Yeah. Not just open or competitive. Nothing against open or competitive wave just right you're elite you're held to a little higher standard that's right and for for those of you that don't know alex is tyler's girlfriend i'm not even going to try to pronounce her uh uh last name uh and and y'all were on the team challenge on tv on opposing teams and you beat her team so does she like give you shit for that (laughs) No, she actually likes, she likes that my team beat her because her team, before, well, when we entered into it, I thought her team was, like, going to do extremely well and was, like, stacked, but, um, and they were because they were Olympic pole vaulters. Right. But, um, the biggest thing, like, they, their attitude, everyone kept telling them, like, oh, you guys are favorites, and they just got way too cocky. And, um, they tried telling Alex, like, no, we're Olympic pole vaulters. Spartan isn't a real sport. Like, you, we can do these obstacles better. We're stronger. So they, the night before the competition, they kind of changed everything. No, we're going to do the football this way. No, we're going to do the tire swing this way. And um, they just didn't want to listen to the um, voice of experience. And uh, my team came in and uh, totally kicked their ass. <laughs> So we we would have still kicked their ass regardless of that, I think. But because uh, my team was great, we just we we just met each other that week. Um, didn't really know who each other was. Um, oh Ryan wow! And Jeremy kind of did. Um, they've always worked out together, and uh, we just clicked well as a team. And we knew the only way we were going to succeed was uh, teamwork. So. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that y'all didn't know each other. So, so how did y'all get together and do your little entrance video or whatever? Did y'all just kind of find each other online or whatever? Um, they actually, um, Spartan, um, the well, not Spartan, the um, producers from the TV show. I actually sent in my application, and I was just chosen as an only. So I was going to get stuck on some other team, unknown. Oh. And I was put on another team, but one of the team members last minute backed out because he had some, like, reality TV show. I don't know. I think it was, like, Jeopardy or something. <laughs> I, I don't know why why the hell you would back out of um, an obstacle course race uh, to go do Jeopardy, but who knows. Yeah. So that whole team got canned, and they liked me so they moved me to a different team and um they just randomly selected uh brian and jeremy and um jess and brooke right so and we were just put on a team together total strangers and uh i i talked to them a lot uh i saw brian in hawaii i try and meet up with them at any way west coast race that we go to and i just love, love hanging out with them like a separate separate team separate family now after getting to race with them for just two races. So just over two races, like, we got that close. Man, it, it looked like y'all had a game plan the whole time. Y'all did really work well as a team watching the show. Yeah, the only thing that threw us for a loop, like, we, we our teamwork was exceptional. The only problem was when we got to that tire swing on our second round, this is like, we raced Friday night at, like, maybe 10 o'clock. And we were racing at 3 a.m. Like, we stayed up all night and had to race. <laughs> nice. And, yeah, it was exhausting. But we got to the tire swing, and it started swinging left to right instead of forward to backwards. Yeah, I remember seeing it. And that's kind of just what cost us the race. Because um, at that point, like, Matt Kempson and his team, uh, the Sun Junkies, they were gone. Yeah. So... So what did they shoot that whole series in like a matter of a few days or what? That's the way it looked. Three days. Three days. Yep. So it was uh they it was shot uh, just three days down in Atlanta. Multiple races ran it uh in consecutive order that night, so just kinda crammed it in and got it done. It was a blast though. Like it would have been nice for it to stay longer, but Everybody had to get back to reality, and uh, you don't make any money if you're down there for three weeks filming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know that the place where they were shooting it was like the same place where they filmed The Walking Dead and everything. Yeah, Terminus. I used to walk, uh, watch Walking Dead, and um, I think I stopped watching right after Terminus, but yeah, it was filmed in the same like train yard and stuff. It was really cool. Yeah, I bet that was cool. That course was only, like, a little less than a mile, um, and that had me more beat up more than any of my Ultra Beasts. Um, no or any way. of my other races, really. Yeah, because just, like, the slip wall and just everything, people climbing on you, uh, the cleats digging into you, people standing oh, yeah. on you, like, it just, it's, it's, it's a totally different animal. And um, I would love to do it again, but hopefully next year. We can get back on the TV show. Well, it looked like they brought a lot of people back from the first season, so maybe you'll, they'll call you back. Yeah, they like to build like a uh, 
all your faces and stuff. And I just have all these, like, people build, like, stories. And uh, just so people come back and watch year to year, not just, like, watch one year and then uh, are done with it. Right. So, Tyler, I've got a question that, that I want to ask, and I'm sure everybody that knows you wants to know the answer to this important question here. The shorts that you race in, is it the same pair of shorts, or do you have multiple shorts that are the same? <laughs> um, it depends. Sometimes it's the same pair. I have about five pair okay. of uh, orange shorts. Um, I do, like after I race, I take them back, I try and clean them out. Um, sometimes I'll wash them depending on where we're staying. But my thought is, is like, I don't get muddy at all during these races usually. And most of the races, you're dirty within the first 200 meters. Yeah. So it's like a new pair of shorts, like, it's going to get dirty right away. Right. So I, but I do for Christmas. I went from last year, I only had one pair to like this year. Um, Alex got me five pair for Christmas. So. <laughs> That's better than having one pair. So last year you was all orange, and this year you're kind of orange with like black, looks like brush strokes or something. They kind of look like tiger stripes. Yeah, a lot of people are like uh, nicknaming it like tiger stripes. So. so if you ever want to bump into a Tyler at a race, just look for the guy with orange, the little skinny guy with orange tiger stripe pants. Yep, all the time. I'll never wear anything else to a race. <laughs> so all right tyler I, reason one of the main reasons why i want to talk to you is you recently went to hawaii and you ran the ultra beast the super and the sprint and you placed second in the ultra beast come back the next day and placed second in the super and first in the sprint man that is phenomenal dude how do you do it <laughs> thank you that um I, I don't know how I do it. Um, I'm blessed. I've got, uh, I guess, great genetics and just uh, I love I love what I do. So when I love what I'm doing, like, I just get energy and just keep going and going and going. Because there are multiple times out there where it's like, why am I doing this? I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, I just want to relax. But it's like, no, I've come this far. I flew the whole way to Hawaii to race. And a vacation. Yeah. But it's like, I, I've got to do it. My original goal was to try and run the, um, run the Ultra Beast, and then right after the Ultra Beast, run the, the Beast, um, <clears throat> and then the next day do the Super and Sprint. That's insane. I didn't make, I didn't make the, the cutoffs in order to start the Beast, and I'm glad I didn't, because with how my Ultra Beast was not a pretty one. Not yeah. a horrible race, but I love the heat. Absolutely love the heat. I wish it was like 85 degrees plus all the time. Me too. But I feel you there. It, it killed me. It like I, as much as I say that stuff, the heat killed me this time. Mm. I was like in every creek crossing. I'm like laying down, <laughs> going to water stations, dumping so much water, like at least four cups on my head, drinking four cups. And I was severely dehydrated. Like, wow. all day Saturday, I didn't pee until Sunday. And I was drinking constantly because, I guess, Friday, Thursday and Friday, I wasn't really hydrating properly. Um, and it just, 
I dealt with cramps again. I feel like I keep saying that every time I run an ultra beast. Around mile seven, I get cramps when I'm running an ultra beast. When I'm running like a super or a beast, usually I'm fine. I don't know if that's because like I'm just like harder on the throttle. But ultra beast, I deal with cramps from like mile seven until till the end. Nothing like super like major cramps, but it's still like enough where I really have to watch it. And it's just that that killed me. But then I woke up Sunday. I'm like, well, we're gonna go for it. <laughs> so I went out for the super, and right away there was um I forget his name, the guy who got first, but uh we're running in a pack of like three or four, and I could tell a lot of these guys didn't run the day before or they only did, like, the Beast, which, again, like, it's not only a Beast, but compared to the Ultra Beast... Oh, yeah, it's a big deal. Laps, yeah, it's, like, 13 miles less, um, less miles on their legs compared to what I had. Oh, but exactly. I'm going, I'm like, I just have to hang with him. Well, the first guy, he runs away with it. I couldn't, I couldn't catch up to him. Uh, and the whole race, I'm battling back and forth between a couple other people because they're coming up on me, and I'm dying. Like, halfway through the Super, I'm just like, I'm calling a gator. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm done with this course. Because I ran it last year, and it's like the same exact course. So I'm just like kind of like tired of it. But finish the Super, come across second place. I'm pleased with that. Um, and then a couple out, few, two hours later, maybe, back on the line for the sprint. And uh, I know the guy who won the Beast was on the line with us. Uh, Kevin Donahue was on the line, and there were some other racers. The guy who uh, got first in the uh, Super, he was there too. Dang. And uh, it was funny because me and Kevin are both running, and I'm in, like, third place, and he might be in, like, eighth place, but he can still see me. And, like, I just start walking. Everyone else is running. He's like, yep, Tyler's struggling. And at some point during the race, me and him both had the same thought that it's like, we're going to come in, like, 20th place <laughs> in a sprint. Like, we're done. Because we just, we didn't have anything left. And I don't know what it was. We got to the bucket carry, and Kevin passed me in the bucket, and uh, me and him just took off. We started hunting down first place. Um, and there was there was another guy, the guy who won the Super, he was right there in the mix with us, too. And he was really pushing. But uh, we flew through the barbed wire, um, and uh, it's like a mile left, and we just kind of took off, and it was it was a great finish because I I don't know where I got it from, but I just like full throttle past first place right towards the end um, near the spear throw, and um, I came across the finish line and collapsed. <laughs> um, and as soon as I was getting up, because Alex was there, as soon as I was getting up. Kevin Donahue comes across the finish line like maybe 15 seconds behind me and he collapses on top of me. Um, so like the top three guys for the sprint were literally I think maybe 20 seconds. Oh wow, that I was think, an interesting finish. Seconds. Yeah, we're all within 15 seconds. It was like bam, bam, bam. So and Alex made a video on Instagram that was like Blair Witch Hunt Smart race, just like she's taking a video, and then all of a sudden it's just like shaking and everything because she um, stuck her phone in her armpit. So <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back and watch that. I don't think I watched that. 
No, it was uh, it was just a finishing sequence. It was like the uh, me going across the rig, rope climb, and then uh, come across the finish line. Oh, that's awesome, man. Uh, I I heard that the bucket carry was really hard on the Ultra Beast. It it was definitely hard. Like me, I struggle with the the bucket carry killed me in Jersey this year during the Ultra Beast. Yeah. And it's in Asheville it killed me. I was having a great race until the bucket. I have to change that. I've got a I can't keep letting the bucket be like a deciding factor for me. Um it, it definitely was tough. It was longer than it was last year. Like Hawaii last year compared to this year, they really upped the game. The competition was a lot harder. Like people think like you just go to Hawaii and walk away with things. Yeah. Um, no. There's there's random people who show up. The uh, course got a hell of a lot harder than it was last year. Almost like the same course, but just the way the obstacles are and the carries. Right. They The sandbag carry was, um, well, first the bucket carry. That was longer. Um, and then having to do it twice, like that just sucks. In the oh, heat. yeah. But the sandbag carry, they did a nice little trick with that. Um, it's actually like the pancakes. Right. But it's 60-pound pancakes. It's not the 45-pound pancakes. So there's, like, no slack in the bag to, like, grab a hold of. Oh, wow. It was it's filled to the brim. Yeah, it's almost like uh, trying to hold it like a medicine ball. Um, and it's just awkward to kind of, like, run with. It's not It's not too bad, but it's it was definitely different. And what they did is they, like, sent you up this hill down to the left a little bit, back up to the right, and then they literally brought you down almost to where you dropped your sandbags. So you think, like, okay, hey, I'm done. No, you went, you did it, like, you went back up another hill, over to the right, and then down. It was a pretty long sandbag carry, and it was just, like, it just kind of tricked your mind, because you start coming down, and you see, like, where you drop your sandbags in the bins, <laughs> and you think, like, oh, hey, I'm done. No, nope, you, you're only halfway through. <laughs> Ooh. So. Yeah, that was kind of like what they did at Asheville. You're thinking, okay, same bucket as last year. You go up the hill, turn around, and come back. Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that killed me. Yeah, I, that was... I saw that. You're going down the hill, and it's like, wait, it's, it goes around the corner. And then you go down, and it levels out, and it still goes. And it's like, when is this thing going to end? Yeah. Asheville's was pretty oh. rough. <laughs> but yeah, she... I... I hated the double sandbag worse than I did the bucket, though. Like, surprising. What surprised me is, like, the double sandbag. I was passing a lot of people. Like, I got just the way, like, I carry them and stuff. I was fine with it. Um, but how do you, how do you the, carry them, Tyler? I, I try and put, like, two on each shoulder. It's not, no, like, secret trick or anything like that. It's literally, yeah. I get one on each shoulder and have, like, part of the bag on the front, part of it on the back, and I kind of just hug hug them a little bit. Right. So that, like, the weight is, like, distributed evenly, and um, then I kind of just, I just keep going without stopping. Right. The hard, part are, the hard part is getting them up on your shoulders. Yes. Because um, at one point they kept trying to slip, and then that's where it's like you try and, like, grab them and drag them, or you... It just doesn't work out because it really taxes your grip, and then you're not moving properly. Forms all out of whack. Yeah, that was me. I just felt like I was fighting them the whole time. Yeah, if, if you get them on your shoulders uh, or find whatever works for you, 
and you can keep going, it's great. But if, like, you struggle a little bit trying to get them up, I saw a bunch of people dragging them. Yeah. And as soon as you get to that point, it's it's just kind of downhill from there. Right. Um, because you're already, you're already dreading what you're doing, and now you're, like, really struggling with it, so... But and then that whole fiasco where some people were taking one sandbag. That yeah. Was, I know a lot of people were upset with that. Yeah, that was messed up. Yeah. Well, so I, I noticed on the map for Hawaii that it showed, like, off to the side, it was said, like, the gate to Jurassic Park and, like, Godzilla's footprint. Was that, like, I mean, so y'all actually, like, saw a bunch of stuff from, like, the old movie out there? Yeah, the, um, there was, I think Jurassic Park was filmed out there, um, 51st Date or something, I don't know, some like, um... Yeah, the movie with Adam Sandler. Yes, yep, that one. I didn't see it, I just, this is, um, what I'm hearing from other people. Um, Jurassic Park was, um, we actually, like, ran through the gate and saw some of the, um, some of the buildings. Um, oh, that was cool. The skulls and stuff that I think were that was from like Godzilla or something. Um, there, there was a bunch of movies. We saw a lot of stuff that were from like different movies. Because meanwhile, they were still putting on tours, right? While we were running, so there's people in buses like looking at us, like, "What are you guys? Like, doing? What are these guys out here doing with buckets yeah, of gravel and like, shit?" <laughs> yeah, we're running, sweating, like just dreading being out there because of how hot it was some of us and then there's people drive by on a bus like oh look at these fools they're running and we're we're driving <laughs> mm. so um did you have to do did you do any burpees during the races this week, that weekend um yes i did six, 60 of them uh, on my ultra beast loop there was my spear throw, like, why always, like, I've seen, like, the spear, the hay bales are farther away. Right. So it kind of, like, just psyched me out. And my throw was, like, literally three feet off to the right. It was the worst, like, one of the worst throws ever. Because, um, like, I just, I saw it and I started psyching myself out. Because last year, last year at the beginning of the year, uh, this, this is including uh, Ultra Beast Loops, I was... Four, it was either four or six for 26 throws. Wow. Four out of 26 attempts, and that's during a race. So wow. it was really costing me a lot of um, a lot of time during those races, and I kind of just, like, it was just a mental thing. Ever since that, I've been really consistent on it. So, but, yeah, Spear, and then um, they, there was some confusion with the, um, the memory test. Out of those 80 races that I've done, you've never had to do a memory test as an elite. No, they changed it on you? The, um, just, just for that race. The ultra? Um, which I, yeah, I wasn't too happy about because they didn't, they didn't specify it at the beginning. And the volunteer told me and the other guy not to do it. Well, after he told us not to do it, then the word started getting around that, like, no, you're supposed to do it. Um, I That's guess somebody reviewed it to him. So I was stopped by a blue shirt on course and said, like, I can either do burpees now or do burpees at the finish line. 
and I tried, like, peacefully arguing it and stuff. So as soon as I crossed the finish line, I ran, and I found um, the head official, Alex, and I'm like, what's the verdict? Am I doing burpees or am I not? He said do burpees, so I did my burpees right there, knocked them out real quick. Right. And, uh, that was that, 60 burpees. So, yeah, that's crazy. I've, they've never made the elites do the memory test. I wonder if that's something they're going to start doing. Um, From what he said, it was just he wanted to like confuse us or mess with us a little bit, he said. Right. Um, so I think it was just him uh, putting that um, into play for just that race. Something a little different. Can you imagine the bottleneck in front of that banner in an elite race? Everybody there just huffing and puffing, trying to memorize that before they take off. <laughs> yep, it's like I, I kind of like it uh, because it, it does add like a little bit of like mental aspect to like the physical um, of the running and stuff. But it's just logistically and stuff. It doesn't make sense. Like yeah. you're there to compete. You're racing. Like you're not trying to solve like puzzles or anything like that. Like that—that's for open, open class added obstacle. Yeah. So, because it would be a huge bottleneck. Yeah. Because I know when I did it, my second lap, I decided that I am going to memorize it, and uh, I ran away from it like probably three times. Ran away, came back. Ran away, came back. <laughs> ran away, came back. Because it's like, okay, I got this. Go. Wait, what was it again? I forget. Let's go back. <laughs> I would always try to you know, make the numbers mean something like anything, like birth dates or anything like that, just to help you memorize the number. The number was always the hard part. <laughs> yeah, it was. Mine was mine was easy for me because it was, um, it was like, what was the number? It was Mike, which is a good friend of mine that's on uh, my team. Um, and then 2588. Yeah. Or something. Well, that's not too well, bad. Well, I'll be turning 25 to, um, next year. So that's just like how I memorize it. And then 88, like, I don't know why. That was just easy for me to kind of be like 25, 88, bam. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad at all. So, all right, man. So what would you say was probably the best part of the race over the total weekend? What was probably the best moment over the weekend? Probably the, definitely the best, best moment. Like, I would... I was really excited about the off because I wanted to go out and um, win it. And it, it's a little side story with that. That there was a little, um, there was a guy there who I raced last year in the altarpiece in Hawaii. Um, he got fourth place last year and was twenty minutes behind me. Right. Um, and last year I was dealing with tons of like really bad cramps, the worst cramps I've ever dealt with last year. So this year. I'm coming into Hawaii hoping to win it again. And um, he's coming in with the same attitude, like he wants to he wants to do well. He really trained and worked his butt off for it. He comes in, he gets first this time, and I was twenty minutes behind him. Oh wow. <laughs> so it was just funny how we like we kinda of flopped a little bit, uh, with the, the time placements and stuff. Because I ran with him for a little bit. We talked like in the creek the first lap and then after that I just couldn't I started the race out trying to run somebody else's race. Yeah. There was a uh, guy from Dallas who holds, like, all these records for um, trail races. And um, I'm like, well, crap, he's, he's going to, this is right up his alley. i got to keep with him because I'm running. 
I'm not a good runner. Uh, like sprinting, yeah. Um, running and stuff, I'm just I'm decent at it. I'd say uh, I do just enough to get by. Because um, again, the uh, the races are kind of like what my training is. Yeah. But we're we're running uh, together for a little bit, and uh, he he just kind of like takes off on me. I'm like I can't. My heart rate's been at like 185 for the first six miles. I'm like that. You, I can't run an ultra like that. Like I don't get. I don't really follow my heart rate or anything like that. Right. But I thought 185, and the way I was feeling, only six seven miles into the race, I'm like I can't. I've got to back off. Yeah, that was sapping you right there. Yeah, or it's going to be even worse than what it was. So, but that that was probably like second best, just because I, I I love competing in the ultras. It was my first ultra podium. Um, but by far, like the best memory of the race was uh, coming across first place, being able to be the only person to run the the ultra super and sprint podium in all of them, and then walk away with the win and the uh, have enough energy somehow from somewhere to walk away with first place well i thought you podium there last year in the ultra what'd you place last year in ultra there i got first in the ultra last year but it wasn't like a official podium or anything um the only like true elite race was on sunday um the beast and that's where me and bracken um we ran together for a little bit um it was great talking to him back in uh back on the beast loop and stuff he got first i got second but uh that was uh that was the only like official race last year oh because you and alex both got first last year and y'all both got second this year right correct yeah that's that's a pretty cool coincidence too i mean yeah and it's always weird too because like usually in a race if she does well or if i do well she does well um like just this year in um, where was it Charlotte? I got fifth. I got like twelfth the one day. She got twelfth. Next <laughs> day I got fifth. She got fifth. Um, and there's just been a bunch of races where it's like she'll get fifteenth. I'll get, like at um, NBC race or something like that, and then I'm a few places behind her, or like vice versa. And then yeah, then there's some races where it's like. I'll get first or third or something like that, and then she she'll get like thirteenth. But it's it's weird. Most of our races are always like together. Yeah, I remember so. seeing y'all on the live feed. I think it was at either Monterey or Seattle. It was right at the finish line. Y'all were there. I think you were there helping her, and she had just got across the finish line. And it looked like she collapsed. <laughs> yeah, she uh. During the uh, NBC series and stuff, she's really been pushing herself. And I think every race, well, just about every race, she's come across the finish line and, like, collapsed. If she's, her ankles aren't bothering her and she's pushing the whole time, she usually comes across the race, uh, the line, and uh, collapses. Whereas me, it's very rarely do I actually, like, come across where I feel like, hey, gave full potential and uh, I, I have nothing left and just, down, down I go. <laughs> hmm. That's interesting. So, um, for somebody that's never done the race in Hawaii, what would what would you take? Because I'm thinking about doing it, so this is kind of for me. 
Um, but for the listeners too. So like if, if, if somebody was planning on doing the Hawaii race next year, what would you say? And this can be like anything like travel or anything. What are like the do's and the don'ts about traveling to Hawaii to do this race? Traveling to Hawaii, definitely get your plane ticket. I'd say about three months in advance. Um, that's your biggest expense. And if you're going to stay there and if you've ever like stayed in like an Airbnb or something, I highly suggest going that route. Cause otherwise like, um, I probably would not have gone. Um, because just some of the hotels are ridiculous. Like you're looking at 120, uh, plus a night and 120 is going to get you junk. Like a horrible, horrible hotel. So that's where your big expenses come from. But try and save on your uh, plane ticket. Definitely, like, your um, your hotel or Airbnb. I would definitely suggest going Airbnb. But make sure you check the reviews. Because the guy we stayed with this year um, had great reviews and everything. And down at the bottom, it says, like, herb-friendly. Well, this guy was lighting up every single night smoking weed. Uh-uh. And- <laughs> <laughs> we 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 leave the house at five a.m. because like going hiking, exploring everywhere. We want to get back until like eight something at night, and it was just like extremely disappointing to come back and like him join that. Hey man, I, that might have helped your like, recovery for the Sunday races, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was telling I was, I was like I want to get out of here. I was I was trying to find like somewhere else we could go, but with air, like the way. It was. We would have had to file a complaint and all this, this, and this. And I'm like, oh, yeah. we're in Hawaii. Like, as long as he's not trying to get me to do it or like force it on me, I'm not gonna say anything until we leave. <laughs> then, then I'll say something. <laughs> Herb friendly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, it was. It was him doing it all the time. And I don't know what this guy does for a living because he was at the house all the time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he just rents his bedroom out and sells weed or what. <laughs> He's probably just selling weed. <laughs> yeah, going surfing and uh, snorkeling and doing that 365 days a year, every day. Wow. But, yeah, and then as far as, like, the race, trying to prep yourself for the race, like, make sure, like, it's a different type of, like, heat and humidity. I, like, I'm from Pennsylvania. We don't have, like, extremely harsh winters or summers or anything like that, but it can get uh, pretty hot around here, sometimes humid. But someone who loves the heat and thinks they're really, um, does really well in the heat, I crumbled in Hawaii. Just because hmm. I, right away, I could tell um, I was dealing with heat exhaustion and just um, dehydration. Because I was drinking, every water station, drinking about four cups. I drained my hydro pack two or three times. Um, wow. It wasn't, didn't stop sweating almost right away. Wasn't peeing. So it was like all that water. It just kept, kept drinking and drinking and drinking. But by that time it's too late. Um, so definitely hydrate a couple days beforehand. If you can go out before the race, depending on how you are as an athlete or what you're doing, I suggest maybe going out before the race just getting used to it and then like you're going out to Hawaii go out have fun enjoy yourself because most of the time like last year um after the race I got extremely sick um and 
didn't get to do anything. And it was like last food poisoning or something. Of, like, it, I think honestly, what I think of what it was is um, they're like we're on a cow farm. Um, there, there's like cows and stuff there. Well, the barbed wire crawl had a bunch of like crap and stuff in it because they were like grazing in that area. Oh, great. Well, I think I got some of that on my hydro pack oh, and when man. I went to like get a drink because I was sick for a week after, like after I got home. Um, it was it was horrible. It was so miserable. Alex has pictures of me sleeping up on all these different hikes because we'd hike. Um, and then I just sit down for a second, fall asleep, go to the beach, sleep. So, like, she she still got to do some stuff last year, but she was, like, kind of, like, just worried about me. Um, Wake up, Tyler. I'm ready to go do something. <laughs> yep. And it was, like, and I, I've had Lyme disease. I've had, I've been extremely sick um, multiple times. And it, it doesn't knock me down. I'm, like, no, there's, <clears throat> there's stuff to do. I'm not going to waste time being sick. I don't want to sit around and watch TV or anything like that. No. Got to go do something. Sorry, you didn't get Lyme well, disease from running a Spartan race, did you? Excuse me. Uh, no, I had that. I got that when I was 14, I think. Hmm. Um, I was out in the woods exploring. <laughs> got a bunch of ticks on me. Hmm. <coughs> but, jeez. But, yeah, uh, I would definitely go out get, um uh, Get your vacation in before the race, just in case, like, after the race, you're too sore to go do something, or you're all cut up. Because last year, there was a bunch of razor grass, and it just had my legs mangled, because I just wore shorts. Yeah. Um, so, get out, enjoy yourself, go to Shark's Cove, go snorkeling, um, do all the hikes you possibly can. Because uh, we went out with um, Raya and uh, her husband, um, on, I think it was Monday, and we hiked up to the uh, high two stairs. We didn't go up the stairs, and we went up the back way, right. and that was just awesome time, like, picking fruit off of all the trails. Oh, um, that was cool. <laughs> just the views and stuff. So, it's the hiking, just everything out there, it's, it's definitely worth, worth the trip. People think it's, like, super expensive. It, it's, by no means is it cheap. Um, the plane ticket was like about a thousand bucks. Yeah. Um, and your rental car, three hundred and fifty. You stay in the Airbnb, maybe three hundred. Um, that wasn't too so, bad. How many how many nights did y'all end up staying? We stayed Tuesday to Tuesday. Oh, so, that was pretty nice. Yeah, we got a trip in, and like I said, the um, the plane tickets, the rental car, and stuff. It, it wasn't. Excuse me, it wasn't horrible. And food out there, some of it's some of it's pricey, but some of it's just just the same price. You just have to go to a grocery store, um, get a food land card or whatever. Um, but in my opinion, it's cheaper to go to like the food trucks, right? And huh. just try out the local food. It's delicious, and it's it's cheaper. It's literally it, most of the thing is cheaper to go out to eat there than it is to like try and go to the grocery store and buy something. No way. That's cool. I'd rather go out yeah. to eat anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, oh, some of the food we had, it was delicious. I wish we had some of that back here on the mainland, but hmm. yeah, till next year. 
Uh, I'm going to try to go next year. I'm going to try to do um, less races next year, but try to travel out to races I usually wouldn't travel to. But I'll still do the ones that are close by, of course. But I want to try to get out and do some that are like some really cool ones that I've never done before. Um, so I know you said it was really hot there, but besides just being used to the heat and the weather there, was there any other difference between a Spartan mainland race and a, the Spartan Hawaii race? I mean, everything looked like as far as obstacles went, everything looked the same. I did notice a lattice obstacle. Was that that same thing like they had at Palmerton? Um, yeah, it, it was, um, that was. The only other thing that was a little different, um, because, well, let me go back. Hawaii last year was, like, it was still owned by Spartan, but it was ran by um, a guy on the island, and it was just ghetto. Like, (laughs) some of the stuff, like, they had a rope climb that was just, like, asking for somebody to die. Um, It was was probably double, uh, maybe two and a half times what our rope climbs are no um, way and there's like barely any hay under it it was way up there if you were to fall from the top you were like gonna break something oh man um and just some of the obstacles and everything it just wasn't it wasn't a bad race but it definitely wasn't like a great like oh hey this is a spartan race like this is what i'm used to yeah um and this <laughs> year spartan actually took it over and it's everything like it's brand new the stuff, like the rings, the ropes, uh, the hercoids, like everything is brand new. Like I was one of the first people to like actually touch it. Oh, that's cool. Um, so that tells me that they're going, I assume they're probably going to stay out there. They're going to keep that stuff and continue to have that event out there. Um, and the only other thing that was new that might be a new obstacle for the mainland, I don't know. It was a like tire carry. You actually, like... I hope it wasn't the Yokohama tire. Oh, no, that thing. Hold on, that break your back. Um, (laughs) It was... You actually, like, stood in the center of it and kind of picked it up and either, like, wore it as, like, a necklace or you just kind of deadlift carried it. Yeah. I didn't take... I didn't take the time to get it up around my neck, so I just kind of deadlift carried it, which really, like, the way your arms are twisted, it just kills your forearms. Really? Um... So, other than that, it was it was your standard race. Other than the volunteers thought the uh, farmers carry, they I tried arguing with them, not like arguing, but telling them like, "Hey guys, this is how it's supposed to be done." Uh, they had all you know how the log the farmers carry, yeah, they just go out around a pole and back, yeah, um, and they have all the logs set up at all the poles, yeah. Well, the volunteers had like a pile of maybe like six logs standing where they are and they're like no you you go perpendicular um oh around all the poles (laughs) yeah you you go around all of them i'm like no you don't they're like no women only go left to right i'm like you're gonna have guys and girls like just intersecting each other and running into it and (laughs) that was just like it was just something funny because i came through i thought it would be that's hilarious yeah, my second lap, I came through, and it's still the same thing. And the volunteer's just sitting there on his chair in the shade on his phone. Um, <laughs> That's so Spartan-esque. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but, no, it's it's great. Now that Spartan, like, is officially taking it over and stuff, like, the, the course is great. Um, 
it would be nice if they could change the course a little bit, um, which I hope they will next year, just because they'll have uh, a map showing like what they did this year and try to change it up a little bit. Um, but it is also on like a burial ground. Um, all the films that have been filmed there and stuff, so they can't. I don't think they just have like free range to do whatever they want wherever they want. Yeah. But it it would be really nice if they could change it up a little bit. So it was pretty much the, the same path, is what you're saying? Same exact path. Yeah. So there was one little loop that was changed. That's it. Other than that, it was 100% the same as last year. And after last year running a Ultra Beast, a Beast, a Super, a Sprint on it, oh, and yeah. now this year doing a UB, a Super, and a Sprint, like, <laughs> I've ran that course more than I've ran any other course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably recognize the same trees, I bet. Yeah, it's, but you're in white, so you got to enjoy it. It's, Oh yeah, man. The pictures the pictures spot. of the venue looked epic. It just looked so beautiful out there. Yeah, and pictures don't even like do do justice out there. It, it's it's gorgeous. Just like everywhere. We woke up all, every morning to try and catch a sunrise. Oh yeah. Um, drive and catch a second hand highs. <laughs> yeah, it oh, it was it was beautiful out there, just everything. Like if you if you can afford it, um, it's definitely worth going to. And like you said, next year you're trying to do like maybe less races to travel, like save that money up and stuff. Yeah. That's kind of what we did this year. Because last year I was just like pulling the trigger on every race. Like, oh yeah, go here, go here, go here, go here. Shoot, you've ran a bunch of races this year too, Tyler. Yeah, this year, this year definitely like because I'm I'm now starting to feel like I'm getting in shape again. Um, because last year I was doing so many races at the beginning of the year and then towards the end that I was just in great shape yeah. towards, um, like after Palmerton, um, just from doing all those races, I had so many miles and stuff. My body was in good shape. I was ready to do some races. So this year it was a little light in the beginning of the year just cause I wasn't traveling as much. Right. Um, and now come September, well, between Asheville, Hawaii, West Virginia next week, D.C., Killington, um, Jersey or South Carolina, Tahoe, Pittsburgh, City, Citizens Park Bank, like, got a bunch of races coming up. You're going to so do all of those races? Yeah. That's the same, yeah, bro. The <laughs> next, I think September I'm racing every weekend, and same with, um, uh, October just about. That's crazy, man. How are you, yeah. like, how do you train, like, what is your train and, and recovery like in between these races on, like, a back-to-back weekend race? Um, like, are you talking, like, you mean, like, Saturday night, what I do to get ready for Sunday? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, how did you, um, how do you recover? Like if you know you're gonna if you if you just finished a race Saturday, how do you recover for the race the next day? The uh, fountain of youth. <laughs> I just with I guess my age, um, just the way I am and my body's built, like I feel like my Saturday races are always to get my body moving because I work all week. I do like construction remodeling again, so it's like 
I'm still moving, yeah. but I'm not moving fast. I'm not, like, opening up. I'm not, like, stretching or anything. So, like, Saturday gets, gets, like, all the rust off. And then Sunday, even though I'm sore and definitely, like, running slower, like, I just feel better sometimes. But, yeah. like, as far as recovery, Saturday night or whatever, I don't – if there's, like, a hot tub or anything like that, like, sure, I'll, I'll jump in the hot tub. I'll maybe stretch a little bit. But if someone's like, hey, let's go hike five miles or let's go run the course again, I I say yes. I'm oh like, God. I don't need to recover. Like, let's let's just go, 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 go. So my body is just used to being, like, abused. It's pretty resilient. Used to it. So, yeah, I, I just I bounced back really well. Last year, there was only one time where I was maybe dealing with, like, a slight injury, like my knee from just all, like, doing Killington Ultra Beast, like, all the pounding on the downhill, all the other races, it was starting to catch up to me. But um, after World Championships, like, I just, I caught another caught another win, went out, did Pittsburgh, and a bunch of other races. Well, great again. didn't you have, like, an issue going on with your ankle, like, around, because I remember I seen you at Wintergreen, and I think you were icing an ankle then, too, wasn't you? Um, Wintergreen last year or this, um, last year or 2015? I think, yeah, it was last year. Uh, well, 2015 in Wintergreen, I, like, that was my only, I'd say, real injury. Um, like, major injury. I was, uh, they had those hurdles, those stupid hurdles, like, right off the starting line. Yeah. And I got hit trying to get over that. So I'm running, and I'm, like, running a little weird uh, just because, like, my knee's throbbing. Well, I go up in the air, and there's another racer, and he wasn't trying it or anything like that. But when I came down on the rock, he bumped me. And I usually, I like, my ankles are really tough and I'm fine with. Well, I rolled it real bad. Right. It was, like, two golf balls in my shoe. Mm. And that took a while to come back from. And even last year, at the beginning of the year, um, there'd be times where it would flare up and then kind of go away. And I remember last year in D.C. on Saturday, um, and this is in August. Uh, yeah, I think it was in August. Um, it, it, it flared up and gave me some, like, I'd ice it on and off. But it, it, uh, it's been pretty solid ever since once in a while like if i tweak it if i roll it and then roll it again and then roll it again like it starts hurting again right. i think it was like the et i forget what it, um what it was but one of the ligaments had like a partial tear on it yeah so but other than that hmm. i've been pretty pretty solid and blessed to be able to go out there and run healthy every race so so during your weeks in between races, like, how do you train, like, in the week? Like, how many miles are you putting down? Um, I don't think you want the answer to this. <laughs> uh, they, and, well, before Asheville, or before Hawaii, um, the answer is zero. What? I, I wasn't, like, I... I don't like, some people give me a hard time for it, um, just because, like, I am wasting a lot of natural talent and stuff, 
but it also, like, I, I don't say this to, like, make other people feel bad or anything, because there's other people out there that are working their butts off. Yeah. And um, they deserve everything they get. Like, if they get off on a podium, they do well, like, they deserve that. They've put the work in. Me, I just, I'm, I'm blessed with my the genetics. Just, I, I don't do, I do construction remodeling that does a little bit. It helps me a little bit, but a lot of the stuff I've been doing lately, it's not like hauling a bunch of two by fours or doing a bunch of drywall or anything. It's it's pretty light duty stuff like cabinetry. Um, so it's not I'm not physically exerting myself, but the only thing that it does help me, I think, is I work a lot. So it's not it, it's not um, anything weird for me to wake up, start work at like six, seven o'clock in the morning and still be up at two o'clock in the morning working. Wow. Like work all day and all night. Because I'll work, do jobs with the one guy I work with and then um, I'll go do, like if I have any side jobs or I'll go up to my grandmother's shop and um, do some cabinetry and stuff and I'm just up all night. But as far as like running and like physically training anything like that no i up up until Asheville and hawaii i wasn't doing anything at all oh my god um, that's insane once <laughs> once in a while yeah my group will like get together and go for like a run um and on the weekend but that hasn't happened as this year really um last year we did a couple but last year 2015, when I first started, it was the same thing. wasn't wasn't training. 2016, not training, and this year, not training. And people were just. I'm starting to get like random messages on Facebook where people were like, "You have to start training. You're doing this well without any training. Just imagine where you would go had you put a little bit of work in. Not even a lot, just a little bit." They're probably so, right, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, it's and I mean, doing the racing. Doing as many races as I do, that's definitely training. That helps. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but I do have to start doing something during the week. And here, after Hawaii, I did, I went, I mean, this is nothing compared to what other people do. I, like, ran three miles in one day. I think I ran four the next. So it's like, I'll do that. It's, but then, like, yesterday, didn't do anything. Today, not going to be able to do anything just because I had... I leave work and I go straight into work. Right. Um, so I don't I don't have like really time. Like I, I don't have time to watch TV. I'll do any of that. I literally work work Monday through Friday, race Saturday, Sunday, and then do it all again. That's but epic, man. This weekend I did get to go out with um, Alex and uh, Dan Weber, and then uh, Woody Peters. Um, I think you know Woody and Dan. I know Dan. I probably know Woody yeah, if I saw him. He's the uh, course course designer. Um, he uh, does a lot of the East Coast races and stuff. Yeah. But uh, we went up to the Appalachian Trail towards Palmerton, and we put in like twenty miles. Awesome. Uh, a lot of it was like walking and stuff, but at this point for me, anything is a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Well, shoot, man. Well, That's. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's, you're staying so physically active at work, that's probably what's giving you an edge for not training, I imagine. 
Yeah, I think what it's doing is like my training is on the weekends during the races, and then during the week I'm just kind of keeping it going by just like doing work, keep like moving around. I'm not sitting at a desk. If I was sitting at a desk, it would probably be a different story. I'd still probably be pretty competitive, but not. I would not be as good as what I am by being up on my feet all day long or working as long as hours as I am. So that definitely helps. Hmm. So, okay, so like, let's say, what is what is your, like, race ritual like? You know, the night before, do you eat something the same or take a supplement or the morning of? Like, what what is your race routine that you kind of, like, ritually do, if you have one? Um, that's another thing I'm pretty bad at. Um... <laughs> I don't know why I've, like you said earlier, like I've done about 80 races, yet every single race, if you tell me nobody's going to show up, there's like, I'm racing one other person, I still get extremely, extremely nervous. Um, and what happens is I, I start talking about food or anything like that, and I start gagging. Really? And I get so nervous that in the morning before a race, I can't eat. Very rarely do I actually, am I able to eat something. If I am, I'm like, oh, wow, this is great. Hopefully, like, let's have a good race. Um, and it's not that I, like, some people don't want to eat because they want to run on an empty stomach. Right. I can run on a full stomach. There's been multiple times where it's like it's going out. Like, I can eat fast food, Wendy's, right in the parking lot before I, like, go work out or something. Right. So, it's. I'd rather run on a full stomach than an empty stomach. It's just like I get so nervous for the races, I can't do it. But as far as like the night before, it's literally just like hang out with whoever we're staying with, um, get dinner, nothing special. I don't take any supplements usually, um, but just hang out, relax, try not to get worked up for the race, and uh, then next day just at the race hammer it out huh yep so man that's awesome dude uh, yeah no, nothing special there but the calmer i am for a race the better right i get all worked up and stuff and it's funny like brian Gwiski and um he's always asking me he's like so did you do your calculations yet because um we were staying with him the one time and I'm always like, Oh, well this person and this person are showing up. So I don't know. I beat them before. But, <laughs> and I automatically just like count what place I'm going to come in. And he's like, you got to stop that crap. But that's like the stuff that just makes me nervous. Like thinking about that. Yeah. That's Instead what it sounds like. Being like, Hey, I'm going to go out here. I'm going to run my race and whatever it is, whatever happens, happens. Hmm. Oh, so, well, hey, Tyler, we're getting close to an hour here, but I, I want to ask, I got a couple more questions that, that I like to ask everybody. To this point, what has been your 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 best or your most favorite race or the race that maybe stood out the most to you to this point? Um, that's a tough one because there's, there's about two or three of them that I haven't decided which which ranks above the other one. Um, but you know, real quick, I'm, I'm going to have to get going back 
to work here soon. But okay. um, I I think the um, the top ones that ranked for me are Killington last year, where I got fourth. That was just a brutal, the uh, Ultra Beast, that was just a brutal, brutal race. Yeah, I heard it was tough. Um, that, yeah, not very many people finished. And, um, so just being able to finish that, let alone walk away with fourth place, like I was That's I'm epic. happy with that. And then Jersey this year, I got fourth, and um, I was running in second place for a majority of the race. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, there's no way I'm beating Josh Fury right now. And Joseph, like, these two are, like, great athletes. I love meeting up with them every race, talking to them. They just, and they're phenomenal runners. And I'm just like, how how am I in front of them right now? And it, it probably was, like, one of my best race performances to this date. It's because I had no business. My body was not in shape. Like, I had no business running that well of a race. And um, I... The bucket killed me. I was in second place going into the bucket, and uh, the finish line was right after. I'm not sure if you did Jersey. Yeah, I did. But, um, yeah, you did the bucket. You did Twister Rope and uh, finish line. But that bucket killed me. That, bucket was, I, that bucket was tough. Yeah. I I was literally, like, laying on the ground. Someone could have said all you have to do is walk three more feet, and you would have finished. Like, I would not have gotten up. I would have still laid there and gotten up whenever I wanted to because I was – I was beat, but um, walked away with second, second there, and then um, I guess the other one, just Asheville Sprint, I uh, just put together collectively like a good race and kept pushing and didn't uh, doubt myself during the race and uh, finished out third. Um, Rob, the uh, official, he said that's probably one of my best races um, handicap-wise that I've ever ran, so. Yeah, those obstacles at the end on the second day were, they were harder the second day than they were the first day. Everything was wet and muddy and nasty. See, like, I, I don't know what it is, like, second days with me or second tries with me. Like, I did the time trials. My first round at the time trials on Friday night was horrible. Like, I ran like eight minutes or something. Um, there was a live feed of me doing it. And just the way I carried my sandbag, it killed my grip um, and just made some mistakes. And it just, it killed me. I it, I hated it. Those obstacles at the end destroyed me. Second round running it, I ran two minutes faster. Thought it was easy. Dang. Like, no problem. Saturday ran the race. Those obstacles were brutal. They killed me. Sunday? I was fine. Huh. I came running through the, like, I mean, I, I had, I did burpees at the tire because on Saturday, I did the tire during the time trials, but Saturday and Sunday, I tried the tire and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get a grip to get under it. Yeah, I, I got so, it Saturday. I didn't get it Sunday. Yeah, Saturday, well, Saturday I did get it up and then I started lowering it down and I'd like to set it on my hands. Exactly. Um, and then just go right back up. But when I started going back up, I slipped out. Ooh. And this was after scrolling with the tire for probably three minutes. Because um, yeah. I saw everybody doing burpees. Because I was doing really well. And then the bucket happened. Everybody passed me. Well, I caught back up to them towards the end. And they're all doing burpees at the tire. I'm like, oh, this is where I can pass them back. And I just 
I refused to like just start doing burpees for the tire, <laughs> and I ended up doing burpees anyway. Mm. So that was a stupid mistake on my part. And then Sunday, I touched the tire, tried it like once. Nope, not going to get it. Burpees right away. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes so. I think that might just be the better deal if you can't find one you can get your fingers under good and might as well just go do the burpees. Yeah, because uh, that's what happens to a lot of people. If you find a good tire, they're, they're, they're tough to, like, get up, but it's it's doable. For me, like, if I can find a tire where I can get my hands under it, I have no problem with the tire. It's yeah. getting that grip. And when it's wet, you can't, like, grip the tread or anything like that. It's oh, hard. Yeah. At least for me. I know there's a few people that, like, can that have, like, gripped it and stuff, but I just, I unfortunately chose to do burpees. Right. Well, it looks like you made right. the right decision because you still killed it on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy with that decision. That was a business decision. Well, hey, Tyler, I don't want to hold you up from getting back to work, man. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk to us today, man. No, it's awesome. I'm glad uh, I finally got to talk to you on uh, one of your podcasts and stuff. I know we're constantly running into each other at the races, but I feel like I'm talking to you, and then two minutes later I get pulled somewhere else, and then I never get a chance to come back and see how you've been. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll see you in West Virginia in next weekend, isn't it? Is it next weekend? Yeah, next weekend. Yeah, next weekend. It's it's here already. Yeah, man. I'm, that's going to be an epic weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. I think that'll be fun. <clears throat> well, hey, man. We'll talk to you there. Already. Well, I'll see you there. Take it easy, brother. Yep, you too. Thanks again, Scott. Hope everybody enjoyed that. I want to thank Tyler again for taking the time to talk to me. Uh, I will be in West Virginia next weekend. If you want to come up to me and say what's up, if there's anybody that would uh, got a story to tell that might would like to do an interview, uh, let me know. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, leave a review on iTunes. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you at the next race. Peace.